Hi, welcome to my podcast, Go For Two with Cargo. I'm your host, Cargo, and I'm joined by my co-host sometimes, Tyson, who is my two-year-old puppy. If this isn't your first time, hey, welcome back. And if you're new, hey, my name's Carlos, but everybody calls me Cargo, or Los. This is my podcast on where I keep you up to date on all 32 teams in the NFL, in season, and of course, during the offseason. During the NFL season, I got you covered on games, making predictions with some in-depth analysis, some fantasy football advice, and help break down some of the biggest headlines during the season. Now, during the offseason is where I like to go off. Get it? This is how my passion of football started. Since I was young, one of my favorite events was watching the NFL draft. Believe it or not, I used to write down every pick from player to team to even what school he went to. I grew up watching Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay talk about football prospects all day long. From trying to predict how teams will draft where a team will take the best available player or draft based on need. Now I've decided to share with you that same insight of my very own into my mock drafts. Now I'm not an expert, but it's always fun. I also like to cover free agent signing periods, and I also like to do a little quarterback shuffle where I create pairings for players to new places. I also, at the end of the offseason, will do an in-depth 32-team roster breakdown where I like to predict how their season will go and to see if they possibly did enough to make the playoffs and even possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode. Um, I know it's been a while since I last recorded an episode. Um, just kind of before we get into the episode, just kind of want to talk about a little couple things that have happened in my life. Um, you know, I just recently lost my grandmother about uh, two to three weeks ago. Uh, you know, it's been very difficult for me and my family. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people on this podcast are you know, friends and family members that listen. So, you know, kind of want to just to take a moment, kind of step back and still remember her. Um, you know, my grandmother Blanca was a woman who um, was just so loving, so caring, um, you know, was obviously the center of attention. But, you know, when she had a chance to sit down with you, you know, she, you became the center of her attention. So, you know, she will be uh, dearly missed, and I know she'll always be watching. Um, you know, uh, just recently celebrated the 4th of July. I hope everybody had a safe, fun 4th of July. And I also just recently celebrated my 28th birthday. So I'm uh, just super grateful, you know, for the people who have just been around and just been supporting me. And I'm, you know, ex- obviously excited for what's to come. Um, a lot of people have been asking about T. Um, he has just been a little bit under the weather, but he's doing a lot better now. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a super fun weekend here. Um, I'm going to be heading up to Houston with uh, my girlfriend and her friend uh, to go see Danny Ocean. Um, he's a um, reggaeton um, artist, so um, it should be fun. But, yeah. Um, a lot of fun stuff has been happening here in the summer. Um, I know that recently the NBA draft just took place. Um, I always kind of like, you know, trying to keep up with the NBA. Just so many players, so many kids. Um, you know, my, my, my thing about the NBA is that these kids maybe are just a little too young coming out of college. 
um, maybe not quite ready for the NBA. You know, you're playing with, um, you know, guys who are, you know, 10 plus years older, you know, and whatnot. So, um, but I like how the, the picks one, two, and three went uh, with uh, Pablo uh, going to the Magic, um, Chet Holmgren. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar going to OKC, kind of like Kevin Durant. And then uh, Jabari Smith, um, the guy who's supposed to be consensus number one pick, ends up going to Houston, which is pretty close down here in San Antonio. So um, that'll be fun to watch. And a little bit of NFL news today as well. You know, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, is now going to Carolina um, in exchange for a fifth-round draft pick. I think that's a good, safe uh, trade for the uh, the Panthers um, normally having more than one quarterback means you don't have any quarterbacks, but you know, um, this is a team that's looks pretty, uh, looks pretty solid. Um, and it's just kind of funny that I'll be doing the, uh, NFC North here today. So, um, we'll kind of get more to the trade as the season progresses, but yeah, big news coming out of the NFL. Okay. So like I said before, guys, I've been kind of working on an eight part series, where I'm basically taking each division and ranking uh, the draft classes on who I thought thought did the best uh, to who I thought maybe could have done a little bit more. And now there's a couple of different things that we look at always is um, obviously uh, drafting a player and then possibly developing them. Um, it's not about, you know, where you get drafted, but where you get drafted to. Um, it's also not about how many picks you have. It's what you do with those picks. So just kind of a couple things to kind of keep in mind here as we jump into the uh, AFC North here. All right. And the team I thought that did the best in the AFC North, um, uh, well, this was a really tough one just because this division is really stacked. I feel like last year it really came down to just a couple games to see who was going to go, um, you know, into the playoffs. Um, and like I said, just kind of came down to the wire for me as well as ranking their draft classes because I feel like all four of these um, teams, what they do is they not only draft very well, but they develop a lot of their players. So um, first I had to go with the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It's hard not to like what they did, um, especially with as much draft capital as they had. But um, I'll tell you where I thought they really nailed it. Um, and then obviously that's where I thought they could have done a little bit better. So um, starting off in the first round, the Ravens had two picks. Uh, one at 14 where they took safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, once again, this is what we call a great value pick. He might be one of the biggest steals of this draft. Um, you know, and, and I feel like over the last couple of years, safeties kind of tend to fall a little bit in the draft. So, uh, But I think when you plug in uh, Kyle Hamilton to this secondary um, I think you have a nice little duo with him and Marcus Williams, um, a very young and talented duo. Um, I think he fits the mold of the Ravens' tradition at uh, at the position. Um, a lot of big-name players have come through and made um, lasting impressions, and I think um, he's going to be the next one. This is a guy who's just going to come in, be a leader right away, do all the right things, and you're not going to have to worry about him. He's a plug-and-play player right away. And in the first round, they went um, offensive line with Tyler Limbauer, center out of Iowa. This was the best center prospect in the draft. Um, kind of does remind me of Travis Frederick, where he maybe he's a little bit undersized, but um, I think this is going to be a great fit. 
Um, he's going to be a plug-and-play guy as you go into the offensive line. Um, he improves the offensive line by helping them get back to the run, um, allowing Lamar Jackson a little bit more protection. Um, as we know that last year they had dealt with a lot of those injuries. Um, and this was actually what I really liked about this move is that they were able to trade Hollywood Brown for a first-round pick. Um, I I think that the uh, Ravens front office saw an opportunity where, you know, the Arizona Cardinals were in a need for a wide receiver and were able to, um, you know, get rid of a wide receiver who hasn't been very productive. Um, let's be honest, Hollywood Brown has had some really big drops and really big moments. Um, I've always said this before. I feel like he's maybe just a track guy playing football. Let's see. And then in the second round, um, absolutely love the pick. They took David Ajobu, edge rush out of Michigan. Um, once again, tremendous value. Um, I know he's not going to be able to play right away, but this is a guy who is a first-round talent, top 15 player, um, if not for the injury. And I think you pair him up with Adufi Owuin, um, their first-round pick from last year. Um, you know, this could be a really young athletic duo moving forward. Um, and it's really cool because they do have a similar backstory growing up. Um, and now they have a great story. Now they're being in the NFL and, um, they do know each other as well. So Penn state, you know, and Michigan. So, um, absolutely love what he could be here, um, in the next uh, year or so. In the third round, they went with Travis Jones, uh, defensive tackle out of UConn. Another great pick here. Um, a lot of value. This guy was, was a guy who I thought could have been a late first round pick, early second round. Uh, but to get him, I, you know, I think this is really good. Um, I thought a guy that they might target in the first round was going to be Jordan Davis. Uh, but I think Travis Jones is a guy who's going to be able to add some youth to this defensive line. Um, and at 340, um, he will be able to, to really just clog up the holes. Um, I note that the Ravens struggled uh, stopping the run last year, so he'll be able to be a guy who could possibly come in and help them. And then so um, they actually had six picks in the fourth round. Um, I believe that was a uh, most in any round uh, for any team in the common draft era. So um, with one of their picks, they took Daniel Alofe, offensive tackle out of Minnesota. Once again, I thought it was a really good value pick. Um, kind of reminds me of Orlando Brown. Just obviously he doesn't have the uh, footwork that maybe Orlando Brown had coming out of college. But Orlando Brown, a third-round pick, massive human being. Daniel is 6'8", 384 pounds, um, and has the ability to move around. So um, he's just a little raw, but I love the depth, that offensive line. You could possibly, you know, maybe um, he could project to be a right tackle here in the next couple of years, kind of what uh, Orlando Franklin did uh, for the Ravens. In the fourth round, they took Jalen Amore Davis, cornerback out of Alabama. Um, this is a super talented player, obviously, when you get – when you play at Alabama, you uh, you have the potential uh, to develop into an NFL starter. Um, it just has some issues staying healthy, uh, which was the, one of the biggest concerns for the Ravens because last year, obviously, they had so many injuries in the secondary. Um, they lost Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphreys. Um, so uh, to take a guy that maybe has some injury concerns, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And in the fourth round, they took – Charlie Kolar, a tight end out of Iowa State, um, really good value pick as well. He's a guy that could have been maybe a, a second, third round pick, um, you know, and 
I love the move for the Ravens. This is just allowing them to go back into 22 personnel, 12 personnel, where um, they're going to have multiple tight ends. Um, they're going to give Lamar a lot of easy reads so he can get back to being a dynamic player. Um, Charlie Cole is a um, uh, needs to develop more as a blocker, uh, but should be a very dynamic tight end in the passing game. Um, in the fourth round, Jordan Stout, a uh, partner out of Penn State, um, I'm not sure why teams keep doing this, but, um, hey, I, I guess, you know, with a team that's so close to making the playoffs, they, you know, it's super important that you have all three dimensions of your game, whether it's offense, defense, and special teams covered. Um, he is the best player in the draft, so, you know, um, hopefully we'll see him uh, flourish this year with uh, Justin Tucker. In the fourth round, they went with um, – oh, um, in the fourth round, they went with another tight end, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Once again, this is another pass catcher for Lamar at the tight end position. Um, you may have the option to kind of flex him out, um, maybe try to get some mismatches. Um, normally, drafting two tight ends in the draft never works. Um, uh, I know that the Patriots did it a couple years back with uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, and then they recently did it again. Um, and the other team that I thought did that very well was uh, the Ravens, actually. Back in 2018, they took Hayden Hurst, with the first-round pick, and Mark Andrews in the third round. Um, so so they do have some some patterns of success right there. So we'll see how um, that plays out. Uh, but what I like, ultimately, they said that they we're going to get back to the run and we're going to go back to protecting Lamar. No more um, having to do – all these crazy things on offense, just getting back to simply running the ball, and I think that's going to be perfect. Um, in the fourth round, they went with uh, Darian Williams, a cornerback out of Houston. Um, also, uh, you know, like uh, I like to pick a lot, just adding more uh, uh, depth to the secondary. Um, and he he will probably mostly be a slot guy. They're going to look to try to replace Taven Young here, so – um, a, a good player. He can play in the slot here. Um, and then the last pick uh, in the sixth round, they would go with Tyler Batty, running back out of Missouri. Very productive back. Love the late addition of the running backs for them, um, uh, as well as depth because of all the injuries that they had with uh, uh, K.J. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. So, um, like I said, I like the little shot in the dark with the running back later on. In the draft, they needed to add some depth, obviously, with all the injuries that they have. So, um, all in all, I mean, uh, it's a lot of draft capital. So, it's kind of hard to, to you know, not like what they did in the draft. But I just saw, like I said, they they drafted need players. Um, and they added depth to positions that they needed depth last year. So, um, the only thing I thought was interesting was the wide receiver position. But, you know, I know that they invested a lot in Rashad Bateman last year. Um, and they also have some really young players. So I look for them to possibly look to add a, a veteran in the uh, veteran free agent. You know, a guy like maybe uh, OBJ could be looking to possibly come. I'm just not sure if he's cool with blocking all the time. Um, and it'd be a nice way to come back and play against Cleveland, I guess, if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, and then the team I thought who did the second best, um, I had to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, in the first round, they got Daxton Hill safety out of Michigan. Um, I really like him. I think he's super versatile. Um, they needed some speed at the secondary position, and that's what they got. 
Um, Daxton Hill is going to allow them to do what they want to do on defense with those three safety sets, dime packages. Um, he can play corner. He can play safety. He's going to be able to play in the slot. Um, you know, like I said, he's going to be like one of those versatile chess pieces on that defense for sure. In the uh, second round, they went with Cam Taylor Britt, a corner out of Nebraska. Uh, once again, adding some depth to the secondary, which is obviously where it feels like they lost the Super Bowl last year, was uh, not being able to cover some of these wide receivers like OBJ, Cooper Cup, um, etc. Um, Cam Taylor has the potential to be an upgrade um, over Eli Apple here. So, in the uh, third round. They went with Zach Carter, a defensive tackle out of Florida State. Um, I really like the pick here as well. They needed to add some depth to the defensive tackle position, but more importantly, I think they added a guy with maybe a little bit of speed. Um, you know, DJ Reader and BJ Hill are um, uh, two bigger defensive tackles that are probably going to focus on getting uh, pressure up the middle. Uh, but Zach Carter gives you a little bit of speed um, up the middle as well. In the fourth round, they went with Cordell Bolson a guard out of Nebraska State, uh, North Dakota State, I'm sorry. Um, this is just more depth to go with um, three new offensive linemen, you know, Ted Carreras, Alex Kappa, Lionel Collins. So, um, once again, just adding some depth to this offensive line. Um, we know that it has been an issue over the last couple of years, so they're doing a really good job of that. In the fifth round, they went with Taysen Anderson, a safety out of Tulsa. Um, what's interesting is is that this is a guy that they've traded up for, um, has some speed, and um, looking at the um, positions right now with Von Bell, um, he's entering the last year of his deal, um, and Jesse Bates as well. Um, I do look for them to bring Jesse Bates back for sure. Um, and then the se seventh round, they went with Jeffrey Gunter, an edge rusher out of Coastal Carolina. Um, this is just more depth at the edge position. Um, you know, I think at this point they do have some really young guys that they drafted last year that they're hoping to develop. Um, once again, you know, for the Bengals, they're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. So um, I like what the Bengals did. At the end of the day, they didn't do anything sexy. They really didn't move around in the draft, but they just took good players and addressed positions of need here. Now, this next one was really tough. Um, Ultimately, I had to go with the uh, Cleveland Browns as the team who I thought did the third best. Um, ultimately, you know, if Deshaun Watson plays and all the off-the-field issues will be gone forever, um, I mean, they actually probably nailed this draft more than anybody um, in the NFL. But uh, until that's settled, the dust has settled, uh, I'm just not too sure. Um, obviously, they traded away Baker Mayfield, so um, Deshaun Watson now becomes the guy, and I think for them to trade uh, Baker Mayfield, um, obviously they probably didn't get the value that they wanted back, but you know, and I think when you're in that type of situation, you can't be greedy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they had any leverage. Obviously Baker didn't help that at all. Um, and good for Baker. I mean, Hey, you know, um, well, why not, you know, get yourself out of a situation where you don't want to be in. Um, I feel like every NFL superstar kind of does that nowadays as well. Um, so, uh, once again, uh, the Browns uh, didn't have a lot of early draft capital, but um, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of needs. Um, in the third round, they went with Martin Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Um, I really like the player, just not sure if it was a need right here. 
I know that they already spent a lot of uh, draft capital on, you know, defensive backs. You look at Denzel Ward a couple of years ago, uh, obviously Greg Newsom, um, the second greedy Williams is another guy who's a highly drafted pick. Um, so it's just kind of wanting to see what's going to happen. I know that they lost Troy Hill. So um, Martin Emerson, I think has an opportunity to maybe uh, play over, you know, maybe outside and you can move Denzel Ward into the slot where I think he might be uh, more of an advantage there. Um, and another third round pick here, Alex Wright, an edge rusher at a UAB. Um, I know that they brought back Jadavion Clowney, but ultimately they need another edge rusher opposite of Miles Garrett. I feel like they just had a rotation of all these players and uh, not one player has really stepped up. So hopefully Alex Wright can be there for them. Uh, once again, in the third round, um, they went with uh, David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Uh, I think this is another great value pick. David Bell, if it wasn't for all these talented wide receivers, probably could have been in the mix for a late first-round pick, at least a second round, you know. Um, so I think he's been very productive at Purdue. Um, I think he's going to fit in really well with Amari Cooper and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. So once again, adding some weapons for Deshaun. Um, is crucial. In the fourth round, they went Perry and Winfrey defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. I I I really think that this guy is going to be a, a problem in the uh, uh, in the division. Um, he absolutely dominated at, at the Senior Bowl, um, and I feel like he has an opportunity um, with maybe Jordan Elliott and Tavian Bryant still trying to keep a roster spot. These uh, very high draft picks that kind of haven't panned out as the way they should be, but um, I do think he's going to be an answer for them. Um, yeah, has some ability to stop the run, uh, but really um, I think he could be very disruptive rushing the pass rush up the middle. In the uh, fourth round, uh, they went with the kicker, Cade York, uh, kicker out of LSU. Once again, a little bit early, but, you know, you kind of have to, like, look at what your division is doing, and you got to match them. So, you know, the Ravens are out here picking punters in the fourth round, so they probably thought, hey, you know, um, we need a kicker. And um, let's be honest, the uh, kicking game for the Browns last year has been uh, gruesome. If not for a couple um, early missed field goals in uh, the season, they could have been in the playoffs. So um, they're looking to hopefully do what the Bengals did in Evan McPherson last year with a rookie kicker. In the uh, fifth round, they went with uh, Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. I really like Jerome Ford. You know, he's not super flashy, but just does a lot of things very well. I'm just not sure where he's going to fit in the roster. I mean, you, you look at, um, you know, obviously they have Nick Chubb. Um, I feel like Kareem Hunt actually could get traded as the season goes on if, you know, running backs start to fall here and there. I'm not sure what the market is going to be for running backs. but And then they had uh, Dearness Johnson, who had some breakout games last year um, when they were both hurt. And then they also have um, uh, Dimitri Felton. I don't know if he's going to move back to wide receiver to give them some more um, depth at the position. But, um, yeah, just I just feel like maybe a fifth round. Um, you know, it, it's hard because we're, we're, we're critiquing teams on a fifth round draft pick, you know what I mean? So, um, I like the player. Um, I think he'll probably end up playing some special teams, but you know, with some other needs, they could have probably addressed something else or maybe package some of these because the Browns don't have a lot of needs, but they had a lot of picks and I would have liked to see them maybe be a little bit more aggressive, uh, you know, moving up, maybe try to go into the second round and, and uh, get a premier edge rusher. Uh, or something like that. 
Um, in the sixth round, they went with wide receiver Mike Woods out of Oklahoma. Um, more depth at the wide receiver position. Um, I know that there's been a lot of turmoil at that position. So um, a lot of young players, um, a lot of moving pieces. So um, I do like how they want to make sure that Deshaun has the weapons he needs. Um, I feel like Deshaun could thrive with, you know, really not a lot, to be honest. So um, more, more power to you, Andrew Berry. Um, and in the seventh round, um, Isaiah Thomas, edge rush out of Oklahoma. This is the third Oklahoma Sooner boomer that they drafted after getting rid of uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously. Um, but once again, just adding some more depth uh, position, some more edge rushers. Um, in the seventh round, Dawson Deaton, uh, center out of Texas Tech, uh, depth at the offensive line here. Um, they did lose their starting center, so um, hopefully add some more competition here. So um, once again, um, I feel like uh, the Browns don't have a lot of needs. I would have liked them to see a little bit more aggressive, maybe going after uh, an edge rusher in this draft. But all in all, a lot of depth at the positions. Um, so, you know, if everything's good with Deshaun, they'll still have a chance to make a run in the playoffs here. And then uh, last but not least, it, it, uh, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Um, and – and like I said, it's not that the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't do a good job drafting. I really liked their draft. Um, I just felt like maybe they had more needs they could have addressed in different spots, but um, to each his own, really. Um, so Mike Tomlin, once again, I think is a really good coach for you know drafting and developing players. So, um, you know, it's going to be one of those things where we kind of see three years from now how it all plans out. Um, so in the first round, they went with uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh, Oh, I love I love the pick so much. Just finally, finally a hometown kid, um, getting drafted by the hometown team, um, and I think you know last year I really wanted that for the uh, Atlanta Falcons with Justin Fields, and that just kind of didn't work out. But you know, here we are, Kenny Pickett. I think he's gonna absolutely. Um, uh, I don't think he's gonna play right away. I think this is gonna be Mitchell Trubisky's team, um, at least for the first couple of games. Um, it's going to be interesting to see that quarterback dynamic, but I I still want Kenny Pickett to sit on the bench. I don't want to have to throw him in right away. Uh, but Mike Tomlin has always been a judge of good character. Um, he's had 14 seasons without a losing season. So um, what I really think is interesting too is does Mike Tomlin know something that every other team that's possibly looking for a quarterback doesn't know? Let's be honest here. Some of the teams that had an opportunity to take a quarterback, like you know, the Washington Commanders, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, you know, they had a chance to get their pick of the litter at quarterback in the first round. But nobody decided to do that except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's going to be really interesting, this pick, because we're going to look back if Kenny Pickett is, you know, offensive rookie of the year, and we look back at all these other teams that didn't make the playoffs because quarterback play, you know, we're going to look at Mike Tomlin and be like, yep, you know, Mike Tomlin knows, man. Mike Tomlin knows. So that's just something that I'm going to keep my eye on um, as the year progresses. Um, in the second round, they went with uh, wide receiver George Pickens out of Georgia. Oh, I absolutely love George Pickens. Um, you know, my, my thing is, is I thought they had a pretty good thing going already with DeSante Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, and then, you know, I know that they lost James Washington and Juju. Um, I just thought they could have maybe addressed a different position. I really was looking for them to go maybe after a cornerback, offensive line improvement, 
But don't get me wrong, I love George Pickens. Kind of reminds me a little bit of DK Metcalf. So hopefully he'll have that that chip on his shoulder, that big chip that DK had us also. In the third round, DeMarvin Lee out of uh, Texas A&M defensive tackle. Another really good pick here. We know that that defensive line has been aging. Um, they needed to add some some youth, some talent. I think DeMarvin, um, who will be able to learn from Cameron Hayward, um, has an opportunity uh, to flourish. In the fourth round, they go with another wide receiver, Calvin Austin the third, um, out of Memphis. Like, I think if in the second round they would have gone cornerback, I would have had them a little bit higher. And then, you know, if they still take Calvin Austin the third, because this is a great value right here. This is a guy who could have probably gone a little bit earlier. Um, I think he would have fit in perfectly with Deshante Johnson and Chase Claypool. He has a lot of speed. He's going to be playing out of the slot. He'll be able to be a return man. So once again, more depth, more um, uh, weapons for uh, Kenny Pickett here in this offense. So in the sixth round, they went with Connor Hayward, uh, tight end out of Michigan State. He is the, I believe, the cousin of Cameron Hayward, which is kind of cool because then they also have the Watt brothers, like Derek Watt on offense, and then we have TJ Watt on defense. So um, it's going to be funny to see those guys kind of crack heads just a little bit um, on both sides of the ball, really. You know, we could see TJ Watt on on Derek Watt and and, and, and also, um, you know, uh, Connor as well. So um, I really like that. You know, I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers are a really class, classy uh, uh, organization where they do stuff like that, you know, where they, you know, some people might think it's a waste of a pick, but they see the value in it. They've had the, the Edmonds brothers also on the team as well. So um, I, I do really like that as well. Um, and then a couple seventh round picks to kind of finish it out. Mark Robinson, linebacker out of Ole Miss. He's going to be a project inside linebacker. He was a uh, running back before, so a little bit of a transition. Um, they believe that Brian Flores can actually get him to play at a very high level. So he's actually a guy that I'm kind of keeping my eye on as well. Um, and in the seventh round, um, they went with Chris Olukum, quarterback out of South Dakota State. Um, you know, in the seventh round, you know, why not take a, a, a rookie quarterback, you know, another camp arm really. Um, you know, the Steelers always had multiple quarterbacks on their roster, so it's not something out of the ordinary. Um, so like I said, I really like their draft. I just thought, you know, they didn't address the quarterback position, which is, I think, you know, with the loss of Joe Hayden was something that I thought they were going to address. Uh, but they didn't, they feel like, you know what, maybe we have the coaching, we have the players inside the organization to where we can get them to play at a higher level. So, um, and they do really have a good defensive back coach in, um, in Pittsburgh as well. So, um, there you guys have it, guys. Um, that's my NFC North draft recap. Um, there's one more division I'm going to be doing here, and um, hopefully I'll have it here within the next couple of days. Um, just kind of wanted to touch on one more thing before um, I leave. Um, I know that the Roe v. versus Wade um, discussion has been a big deal. Um, obviously, the biggest thing for me is each person has the right to respect their own body. Um, so I definitely think that women should have a an option of what they want to do um, with those decisions. So kind of want to end it on that. Um, thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you here soon. Just always remember to go for two. Thank you guys for listening and please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is Carlos Gus 17 and Twitter Carlos Gus three.